Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea, and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting. I do have a story about two other young Marys. Now, the wife of this couple has an interesting quirk in the bedroom. It seems she goes wild with desire if her husband nibbles on her elbow. We need names. Well, let's just call them uh, Mr. X and Mrs. Y. So anyway, Mr. X would say, Marge, if this doesn't get your motor running, my name isn't Homer J. Simpson. (gasps) Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets any more Facebook page, no homers.net, popculture.com.au, ridgewallet.com, and podbean.com. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review the final episode of Season 5, Secrets of a Successful Marriage. Can't believe we're at the end of Season 5 already. I'm excited and sad because we're just getting through the episode so quickly. Yeah. But we're getting to some really great ones now. We should take two years off. Two uh, weeks? No, yes. I think that'll be really good for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> they would love it. Let's stick around. I yeah. reckon our loyal fan base yeah, would stick around I for Yeah, I think us. they would. Imagine the... Like the please come back emails that we'd get every week. Because we take, you know, you get a podcast a day late and you get emails. So, which is fine. It shows that they care. It's also 730 odd days, the 730 odd days later. Hey guys, we're starting (laughs) season six. (laughs) What'd you think of the episode? I really liked it. It's another one similar to War of the Simpsons. No, no, sorry. I was going to say similar to Mrs. Bouvier's Lover. Lady Bouvier's Lady last Bouvier, week's episode. Yep, yeah. thank you. Um, Bouvier's. I kept saying Bouvier. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. The, the one that I haven't watched for a really long time, so it was really good for me to sit down and, and re-watch it. Lots of little... What's the word? Lots of little tangents, little sidetracks that I'd forgotten were in this episode. Mo at the end? <laughs> yeah, I, I had actually... I mean, they're all things that were iconic, but I just couldn't have placed them in this. Mo at the end being one... Um, not, not that it necessarily march. Mo didn't necessarily Yeah, Homer's Plant March the That was one got, where I actually I thought that was one where Marge had actually Like sometimes you're like Maybe that's Rancho Relaxo or something yeah. One where Marge goes away The intro, yeah that They called you slow I could never remember that that was from this episode Yeah, exactly I was like, oh, this one I love this, this yeah. one, It's one of my favourite starts to any episode I love it Yeah, there's a lot of really Like the whole thing of Homer Having a class and being a teacher I couldn't remember that that was in this episode We've mentioned before... That I was a joke. You're I supposed know. to laugh at that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there was a moment where, in your eyes, you went, See, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've mentioned before, I love it when the, the characters are taken out of their usual scenarios. So, for example, the intro here, we don't normally see the characters like Homer mm. outside of the bar. Yeah. He never, he never interacts with Lenny at work or the bar. That's the only two places. So, it's yeah. just cool to see him doing man stuff. Mm. Overall, the episode had... Let, actually, in my head, I'd remembered it being more about the class. Yeah. Whereas, really, that's done by halfway through. Yeah, roughly. by the end of the second act, class is over. Class is done, and then yeah. it's just about trying to reclaim his marriage and, and get back into Marge's favour. So, I liked that. It, it really gave the whole storyline of Marge being very, very hurt by Homer. Homer not coping with Marge, and then the two trying to reconcile. It gave it a lot more 
time to breathe, which it really needed to yep. tell the story properly. And then it also really hits the joke home at the very end of, you know, I've been away from you for a day and look at me. <laughs> as I was dirty as a Frenchman. A disheveled mess <laughs> with clothes in tatters. <laughs> but tattered and he's, bags. he's gone crazy. Like, he's legitimately gone crazy. He's lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was, up to this point, you feel like the, their relationship's in actual jeopardy. Because mm. in The War of the Simpsons, she was angry, but she still stayed with him and they went to couple cancelling. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's kicked him out. Yeah, exactly. Favourite moment from the episode? Honestly, I had a couple. It's not so... Yeah, it's hard to pick, but if I had to go with one, it's a small thing. It's relatively obscure. And it's not even necessarily a moment. It's more of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's Lenny's little nightcap that he wears with his pajamas. Okay. <laughs> Just... You don't picture Lenny to wear that, do you? No, you don't picture any man to any wear man. that. Yeah, yeah, true. Outside of Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> it's, but it's just, it's so perfect. I can't it's think so of any brilliant. other man actually wore one besides Scrooge. What would be the point? Why do you, Why have one of those little hats with the pom-poms when you go to sleep? What could it possibly do? This is an ensemble. But what? <laughs> what? <laughs> He's asleep alone. There's no one in the bed with him. He well, has no reason to dress up. Is he alone? Up. No, because for some, sometimes we see him with a wife shaving a leg. Sometimes he's not. Uh, okay, possibly. I don't know. Maybe his, just, wife, his wife bought it for him, so he has to keep wearing it. Is that, yeah, it could be that. But still, anyway, either way, I love it. Yeah, speaking of Scrooge, mm. a little bit of a tangent. Did you see that DuckTales is being remastered and it's coming out early next year? I, I did, yeah. Who's been cast as Scrooge? I read about this. I know what he looks like. I can't tell you his name. Um, I just watched... I know the dude from Community... Um, the skinny little dude that hangs out with... Uh, I have a Tom feeling Glover. David Tennant is going to be Scrooge. David Tennant, former Doctor Who and Killian from Jessica Jones. Possibly. Um, they've redone the theme song and everything, man. I was going to get your thoughts on that. They've redone it? Yeah. Well, that's going to be... So, the, the theme song's the same. It's just tweaked, more updated. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, same lyrics, so same le- sort of beat. Throwing some electric guitar in yeah, there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And a little bit of synth. Um, Love to know your thoughts Yeah, David Tennant is going to be yeah. Scrooge McDuck The good thing about the animation though Is that it's actually animated It's not 3D computerised But it's, it's very different to your classic Disney cartoon yeah, style Yeah, I could imagine Ah, good morning you gleaming bit of booty Okay, straight up I'm going to take a while to get used to that voice Yeah Sorry, uh, listeners may not have been able to hear that We were just having a, a quick look The animation does look very cool Yeah, it's it, different, isn't it's, it? It's kind of It's more modernised And it's clearly digital or it looks digital, but it's also pretty similar to the, the cartoon. Well, to the style, like yep. it's it's just an updated version, they but it's still, cartoon it feels very it. right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The only thing is, David Tennant's voice there. My initial takes were a little bit deeper than what deep. the, yep. the Scrooge that I remember. Like I love that launchpad kind of like. Well, bless me, bagpipes. That's <laughs> that's where I like Scrooge to be living up in that uh, in that register. Maybe when he's startled, he might talk like that. Hopefully, yeah. He's just waking anyway. up then. But my favorite moment from the episode. So. I've got a couple here. Mm. Molman's orange eating class. I love yeah. how ridiculous that is. Yeah. Just eat the damn oranges. But the fact that he's comparing it to exactly the opposite of what Homer was saying. I wonder what other citrusy fruits you could learn how to eat there. I don't know. I love all the different classes How as well. to de-stone an avocado. <laughs> I also loved the... It's probably one of my favourite reveals of all time. Mm. Homer saying, This scene's getting old, man. Like, he's going to... Like, he's he's fine. Yeah. Next shot, he's dishevelled in the treehouse. Yep. <laughs> Overlooking what's going on in the house. I was a big fan of Homer in the backseat of the car. Has another thing was that? It's, oh, yeah, but it's a great it's play. A great reveal, though. It's a great reveal, and it's a great play on something that they've already done yes. with the repeated voices rolling around through yep. characters' heads. You so just assume that it's yeah, happening. Yeah. yeah, very cool to pull back the curtain on their own uh, on their own show. Yeah, and my fo- finally, Homer, you got to do something about this. Eat the pudding. Eat the pudding. Eat the pudding. <laughs> eat the pudding. <laughs> Perfect time of moment. New names for the episode. 
Do you want to give me one? Uh, um, yeah, there were a couple that I couldn't quite decide between, but I've tried to go with a, a kind of teacher bent. So I've looked through a few movies with classic teachers in there. So Mr. Homer's Opus. Mr. Simpson's Opus. Uh, right. yep, yeah, pretty good. Uh, to Marge with Love. That's good. Yep. Which is from Tussauds yep, with yep. Love, the classic, uh, I think, Academy Award winning film. And I was trying to come up with something. Is it Dangerous Minds, the Michelle Pfeiffer movie? Mm, it rings a bell. I was trying to come up with something there, but I couldn't really make it work. I wanted to do like Dangerous Empty Minds or Simple Minds, but then that thought of the band. Um, I was going to go try to something with Dead Poet Society, but all I could come up with done, Dead, Dead Homer Society. Yeah. And yeah, then I went, oh, that's been done as well. So anyway, so I'm going to go with either Tamaj with Love or Mr. Homer's Opus. I've got Mr. Simpson's Opus, same thing. Uh, Smarmy Intelligence. Yeah, <laughs> that's not bad. Because for international listeners, it's Renaissance Man. That's what it's called overseas, that movie, yep. Yummy Intelligence. And Homer versus Homer, because it's about divorce. Yeah, okay. Uh, trivia. Do I kick things off? I will. Uh, how does Homer feel better about himself? Our first question is exactly yeah. the same. Takes a bath in malt not liquor. liquor. Yep. <laughs> we must just like the same things. Mm. Two, two years and however many, hun- or like 110 or so podcasts in, you'd hope. Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> What's the sign at the adult education annex? What's the little tag uh, underneath the head? No idea. We take the dolt out of adult oh, education. Oh, yeah. I did say that. Um, name the class that Patty and Selma teach. Uh, I've got it written in my notes. I won't look. It's how to make a man putty in your hands. For Pretty much along those lines. Turn a man into putty, putty in your hands. Yeah, yeah. What jacket ensemble should a teacher wear? So what was Homer supposed to do? Oh, okay. It should be tweed with leather patches. And Homer has gone leather with yeah, tweed. Yeah, leather patches on a tweed blazer. Okay. Yeah. A follow-on from that. How many jackets does Homer ruin in this episode? How many jackets does he ruin? Well, two in that scene. So I'm assuming there must be more. Or was it a trick question? I'm going to go two. Four, my friend. Let me try and guess where the other two were from. Uh, the, well, the next scene. The next time we see him as a teacher, he's wearing... Oh, he's doing... Yeah. He's wearing a, um, so he's a more traditional suit. Yeah. But it also has patches. Yeah. <laughs> Since what age has Marge been as grey as a mule? Oh, 16. 17. Nearly. Oh, damn it. What colour is, what colour blue is Marge's hair dye? Blue 52? Yeah. No. So this one was a trick question. We don't know. Because Apu thinks it was 52, but Mo thinks it's 56. Yes, yes. Which leads me into another, not a trivia question, but where is Marge actually buying her hair dye from if Apu doesn't know? You're not supposed to question these things. Like, well, I'm no. Well, I'm maybe she wanted, maybe she, oh, because there are some other stores. But I'm like, is Marge driving out of Springfield to, to buy, secret, to buy yeah. hair dye and come back? That's a good explanation. There's an entire episode yeah. exploring that. <laughs> Why didn't they do an episode? That would be funny as yeah. The twisted. That's right to Al. The, the, and secret, <laughs> the secret life of Marge Simpson. Yes, let's all do of it. the stuff that she has to do to keep up being Marge and not let anyone else in Springfield know. Oh man, let's write that episode. Okay. Oh, sounds good. Won't get looked at, but okay. It'll be our next book. <laughs> How much... Oh, wait. No, it's your turn. <laughs> no, I did the head. Oh, you blew it too. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. How much did Otto pay for the class? 10 grand. 10 grand, yep. That was my last question, okay. so now I'm done. What pages of Lisa's diary does Homer ask the class to read? 16 through 17, it's something like 7 that. through 18. 7 through 18, okay. What do you reckon it would be in Lisa's diary, just how much she hates the world? Um, be some stuff in there about Corey and... Mostly, I reckon it would be about Miss Hoover not quite being as smart as her. Like today in Miss Hoover's class, I I cracked the I rewrote the general theory of relativity, but 
she wasn't able to understand and she crumpled it up and threw it out because I was supposed to be doing cutting and pasting. Yes, yeah. That would be the sort of stuff. Finally, I guess we've got two more questions. How many posies does Mo bring for March at the end? Ooh, 22. No, it's a lot less than that. Oh, three. Five. Okay. And obviously, not going to guess this one. You that one. How many, uh, what colours are the posies? Just have a guess. Purple, pink, orange. You got two, purple, pink. Um, Blue. Blue's one. It's two more. Yellow. Yellow. One more. Red. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Are they actual colours of posies? I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> but I did vaguely remember the colour palette from that. Like, I didn't sit there and count them, but I do remember seeing flashes of colour. Nice work. So now, it's time to get to the review. Before then, we've got a quick message from our sponsors at Ridge Wallet. Can't stand your bulky wallet? Well, have no fear because the Ridge is a slim, modern RFID blocking wallet designed to keep up with your lifestyle. Available in carbon fibre, aluminium and titanium with free worldwide shipping and a lifetime guarantee. Ridge Wallet. Mitch and I both carry one. Now you should too. You can even save 10% on your next purchase with the code WALLETINSPECTOR. So head to RidgeWallet.com and grab yourself a Ridge. Brilliant wallets, Ridge, Ridge Wallet. Yes. I was feeling really, really sick today. I had very blocked up sinuses. I held the wallet against my nose. Now I'm fine. The guys have actually sent us a spare wallet to give away to one of you lucky listeners out there, but you'll find out at the end of the episode, won't you, bitch, on how you can win that. Yes, we'll be running a competition. We'll details a little bit later on. For now, the episode. Yes. So, the original air date was May 19th, 1994. The chalkboard gag, five days is not too long to wait for a gun. Ooh, bit what? of a Republican joke yeah. in there. Oh, well, that's what the chalkboard gag yeah, like quite often for, though, for like political statements and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that sort of thing. It, it is a weird one where they've... I mean, it's obviously... A, like, it's very obvious throughout The Simpsons that they they all have democratic standpoints and beliefs. Al Gore's a hero. Yeah, so the, this would be a thing of making fun of that standpoint, but the fact that they then give Bart the hero, the guy... Well, the, you know, the really weird thing, though, is that if Bart is saying five days is not too long to wait, and that's what he has to write on the chalkboard, normally he's writing things on the chalkboard that someone else has yelled at him for. So, yeah, obviously, this means that a good thing. Bart yeah. somewhere along the lines has said, no, you should have to wait more than five days, and then Mrs. K has gone, that's it, detention. That's weird, isn't it? Mm. And the catch gag was that the family runs in, hits each other and explodes, and Maggie's pacifier falls down. Yeah. Kick- you know, the one thing we don't know, there could have been some sort of gun debate going on at this time. Yeah, like, Maybe they I'm were thinking. trying to pass yeah. gun legislation or something like that. That's sort of where the, ca- the chalkboard gag sort of their... Sometimes, their time sometimes it's point. hard to tell if they are timestamped. Yeah. Sometimes they're... They're just free-flowing random thoughts that might not have occurred they, with anything. Or just something that a kid would do that's naughty. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, you, yeah, they are about a thing and you look at it from the outside of America and go, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Kicks off, as we said, with the barflies all playing cards at Moe's house. Oh, sorry. At Lenny's house. Mm-hmm. And Homer being the idiot that he is. You know, it's weird that you said that because I actually thought in my head, I was like, oh, it must be Moe's place. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I've written Moe's in my notes. Yeah. How silly of me. Unless Lenny just stayed over. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you wear the nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> I love the lighting here. Like, they yeah. really made it this dank and dingy kind of poker night. Yeah. Like, they've all got shadowy bags under their eyes and that sort of thing. And they're obviously playing until late. Yeah. Like, it's late at night. You get the feeling it'll be well past midnight while these guys are all playing cards. I got... I, for some reason, was expecting the scene where uh, someone's holding up the, the speed gun. But that's the episode where Marge is the, oh, the police officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're playing cards that night as well. Yeah. Yeah. Homer starts eating the chips, being the idiot that he is, mm. and then he wins by accident. Yes. As he quite often does, Nothing apparently. more frustrating than what... Oh. Like, I don't know if... I, I 
I'm sure they still do it, but there used to be, you know, amateur free poker nights that would run around to pubs and that sort of thing. And it was a way that a lot of people would learn how to play, which, and I learned how to play there, so, you know, no no issue with that. But, poker was really big for a while. It's, it's mm, died off a bit It's died now. off a little bit now, but yeah. it certainly got, you'd get to that point where you just see people winning with no clue. Yeah. And once you would started to have some idea of what was going on, it would become you'd really- you choke on your own rage? Yes, you would choke on your own rage. <laughs> That's the thing. I forgot that line came from this. Okay. Because choking on my own rage here was one of the catchphrases that Mo would yell out when you killed him in the Simpsons patched version of Doom. And oh, of course. Yeah. And so that was what I'd always remembered it from. Whereas, and so watching this, I was like, aha! <laughs> Great acting too from Azari, wasn't it? Yeah. Just the choking. Yeah. I, I love the honesty of Mo that even yeah. he, once he sees it, he's like, ah, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> my feeling is that you're playing poker and you don't know the rules, unless you're like a training night like yourself. And you think you've lost, you shouldn't tell them. You shouldn't tell them that you've lost, no. Turn it over with confidence yeah. every single time. <laughs> uh, then he gets caught a little slow and he takes great offense to that. Yeah. Great time lapse. Yeah. And like great close up on the brain. Yeah. So you have no you don't idea. realize about time is elapsing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Something was said. Not good. What was it? Don't yell at Homer. No, that's okay. What was it? Slow. They called you slow. How dare you call me that? Hey, homie, you still here? Boy, you are slow. (gasps) Something said, not good. Get the hell out of here. Family then all having breakfast and Homer's laughing at the fact that they Hmm. think he's slow. Surely I'm not slow. Well, yeah, like he has that really big boisterous laugh because he wants to lead the family in along with it. Like surely you guys find this as funny as I do, don't you? Yeah, and they don't. No. You know the other thing I that I liked about this, by the way? This whole premise is set up and then the story is kicked off before the credits even finish. Like, Homer's doing the, they thought I was a little slow. You've still got, you know, Dave Merkin or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whoever it might have been at the time, just running along the bottom of the screen. Yep, yep, yep. Homer then blames TV for the fact that he's not very educated. Yeah. If only they stumbled once. (laughs) (laughs) You think I don't want to? It's those TV networks, Marge. They won't let me. One quality show after another, each one fresher and more brilliant than the last. If they only stumbled once, just gave us 30 minutes to ourselves. But they won't! They won't let me live! <laughs> Homer has some brilliant rants in this episode, including yes. one of your favourites oh of all God. time. Chinatown. That we'll, that we'll get best. to. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I love the fact that it just comes out of nowhere, but we'll yeah. get to it, as you said. Homer's then upset in the bedroom. He's just he's depressed. Oh, maybe I am slow. Maybe I'm an idiot. And Marge just doing the adult education course. Yep. Every time I learn something new, I forget something else. Yes. Yeah. And what was the, the the quote about drink driving? Yeah, it's the I took the home wine cook the home wine making class and forgot how to drive. Yeah. You were drunk. And how? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he then goes to the college and sees all the different classes. So Paddy and Salma were doing the tournament to putty in your hands. Yeah. That was gonna be uh, that was almost gonna be a what did I learn? Um okay. wear skin tight lingerie or whatever it was. Boobs were out for all to see, weren't they, in that dress? Side boob, cleavage, yeah, under boob. Something about side boob, man. So many types of boob. Well, yeah, like if you could have not looked at the face or the hairy legs. It's like side boob. There was just that little <laughs> element there where you're like, Ooh, oh, my. Selma. <laughs> was it Patty? No, it was Selma, wasn't Whichever it? Whichever yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonder that Skinner wasn't in that class. Exactly, yeah. Moe's then doing the funk dancing self-defense. Sorry, I do love that. I'll remind you at this point, there are no refunds. As she lights yes. smoke. <laughs> Like, they're fully aware of how disgusting yes. that looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, she hasn't even shaved her legs. No. Uh, funk dancing for self-defense from Mo. This yeah. is one of the classic Mo moments. I love yeah. how... It, they don't really do it so often anymore, but in the earlier seasons, 
Mo has so many quirks yeah. that you wouldn't expect him to do. Reading to the homeless. Yeah, that, sort that of kind thing. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 411 just pulls out a gun. Thing yeah. is, he pulls out a double barrel shotgun, fires mm. three bullets. Three times, though. Yeah, yeah, but it's a double barrel shotgun. Yeah, but the pin can still go off twice, can't it? I'm not sure, but everyone always says about how that's a mistake. But Is it a mistake? I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I personally... I mean, I've read numerous comments online, people saying, oh, yes, oh, yeah, double barrel shotgun, but he fires three shots. I, I when Schwarzenegger's rolling around with a double barrel Schwartz gun, that should be an action figure. That's what sh- it should have been with called. An accessory, Schwartz gun. The Schwartz gun. <laughs> um, when he's rolling around with his double barrel shotgun in Terminator, he's still firing one at a time and then reloading. Like it's bang, yep. reload, bang, reload, and he's firing from both barrels at the same time. So, if ever saying that was a mistake, I would think is incorrect. I don't know. Because you can have two... I reckon you can have two different types. You can either have an independently cocking gun where you fire each barrel one at a time. But I feel like that is more of Pirates of the Caribbean days, like back in the early 1900s. And then they figured, why not have both? (laughs) (laughs) They put one firing pin and you get double your boom. I'll buy it. This is is all I know about guns. Right right into us. Mailbagerfourfingerdiscount.com.au. I know. Can a double barrel shotgun fire three shots without having to reload? Because he doesn't reload. Mm. Oh, you mean he fires three without reloading? Yeah. Okay. But he I goes th- bang, bang, bang. Mm. Okay. Is that whole theory just a waste of time? When people listening, they go, are you an idiot, Mitch? <laughs> well, I did say I don't know much about guns. <laughs> and I got to introduce the phrase Schwartz gun. So, no, yes, I don't think it was, it was, it was, it was, was a waste of time. I want to pick, By the way, someone sent us a picture. You sent it to me. of um, Who sent that in, by the way? The Dangerfield and Chris Scott in the, oh. in the suit. Um, I'll, it was on Twitter. I'll have to find that and I'll check it out. So this was off the back of us talking about the hidden room. BT. BT's roving BT in the hidden room that I believe was in The Boy Who Knew Too Much and uh, yes. the, the Shining reference. Someone's done some fantastic artwork <laughs> of, of inserting Chris Scott and De- Dangerfield into The Shining. It, it's probably, in the last two and a bit years of us doing the show, it's my favourite thing that's happened. <laughs> it's finally surpassed talking to Harry Shearer. <laughs> it's surpassed the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's better than anything in the book. <laughs> I guess <laughs> That should be the front cover. No explanation as to why. <laughs> Lenny is then teaching his class how to chew tobacco. Need that, that ting sound to mm-hmm. make sure it's hit the... That's how you know it's on target. Yep, yep. Then Homer realises... If he can teach a class, he can teach a class. I mean, I can teach a class. Then he goes to the, I guess, just the guy that runs the adult education annex. I love this moment. What what can you do, Mr. Simpson? Well, I can tell the difference between butter and... I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> you can, Mr. Simpson. Simpson. No one can. Yeah. <laughs> immediately, Homer's just like, damn it. I knew it. <laughs> he just, just folds immediately. <laughs> Is there any... Then he says, are you married? Well, it d- depends. Is there another way to get this job? A real adult yeah. joke that straight over my head as a kid. Yep. Then he suggests that he can teach the secrets of a successful marriage class. Clearly, you don't need any sort of uh, credentials to become a teacher at this community college. No, because and are you married? Sure, well, you can teach this class. It's also another one of those things where everyone's teaching a class of some kind. Yeah. Like, whenever something happens in Springfield, everyone's doing it. Yeah. I don't think anyone actually works in this town. Well, the thing is, like, exactly, where this is like half of Springfield. All, all too busy with their side hustles. <laughs> yeah, it's a hustle. phrase that I hustle. hate, by the way. Hustles. <laughs> Homer rocks up in his jacket in the kitchen. He's very proud of himself. Check out my jacket. I'm a teacher mm. now. But no, it's the wrong thing. Mm. He's... My, cool my little bit of research on the double barrel shotgun, by the way, suggests okay. that, no, he should not have been able to fire um, three in a row. I'm sure that on, what, like, Soldier of Fortune or something like that, an old PC game, that I had a double barrel shotgun as one of my weapons that I it's could game, go right? again and again and again with. But, they didn't go for reality in the 90s. 
No. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe in Golden no, Eye 64. We'll give him that. Well, I, oh, I, there was a... Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, but I think that's one of those shotguns where you load it underneath. So yeah. You, be, you get that real satisfying... And then you go. Yeah. Anyway. And that's it for today yeah. on guns. <laughs> Five days. Well, we even had a gun reference in the bloody chalkboard gags. It's all about guns this episode. So Homer then rocks up in his jacket, as we said. He's ruined two perfectly good jackets. Lisa's very proud. Mm. Questions him on what kind of teaching he's going to do. Uh, yes, Lisa. Daddy's a teacher now. Homer's on his way to class to teach his first mm. lesson. And he knocks Just on letting people door. know. Yeah. He's just so proud of himself. Yeah. Go okay, talk now, Flanders. But you knocked on right, Gox. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to Krusty Burger. Yep. Got no time. He's got a class to teach. Yep. Then he makes Mrs. Hoover or Miss Hoover believe that she can run a red light. Yeah. Because she's a teacher. <laughs> she runs a red light, but then stops in the middle of the intersection. Yeah. It's all right. I'm a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of, it's okay. I'm a limo driver. Yeah. <laughs> Homer is then in class and... He says the first thing I have to do is make sure you're in the right classroom. Sorry, another quick thing before that. He yep. writes everything up on the board in that you know, oh, excruciating job yeah. board. But he gets the Homer Simpson underlined teacher. <laughs> like Again, he just as too, a yeah. final way to yeah. be like, I, I'm running the I, show. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Question. Primary schools, do they still use chalkboards? Or is it all whiteboards? Now? Mostly it's whiteboards these days. But I'm sure there would still be some underfunded schools that have chalkboards. Because chalkboards just seem so inefficient. Yeah, I imagine they would be. Less chemicals. Homer says, make sure you're in the right class. Spits on his forehead. What room is it? That oh, should be one of my trivia questions. Down the hall, room 12? Room, yeah, down the hall. Yeah, something like that. Homer doesn't know what to say. He's completely befuddled. He, he's a teacher, <laughs> but there's... Oh, wait a minute. I've got to actually teach something. Very long drawn out. Yeah. Obviously, didn't have a lesson plan. <laughs> no, nothing. Got just, as far as a jacket. It is like the fact that... He, yeah, a jacket. Yes, yeah. that's it. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. And you think, oh, he's about to say something. Oh. No. <laughs> Skinner then suggests something. Yeah. Telling, Which makes sense. Yes. Tell, we'll tell you about our relationship problems. And I was like, yeah, yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah, go, go, kill, go for it. That'll yeah. kill time. Yes. Otto's standards are too high mm. as lice are falling out of his hair. <laughs> Always forget about the eggs. Yes. Huts uh, says he's a, a user of women. Yeah. And, and I'm smart, but Krabuffle. I make bad decisions. So good. <laughs> Here's my keys and my credit card. Perfect. <laughs> And uh, Smithers, this is one of the best Smithers moments in the series. Yeah, history. we get a great. It's little... a great insight into gay relationships in the sense that back then, a lot of gay men would sort of hide behind well, a marriage. Even, probably even still now. I'm yeah, sure they hide would be behind a, a marriage. There would be a lot around the world. It, I actually worked with a guy who came out like a year before Ford finished, mm. and he'd been married for over twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, depending on the job, depending on the town, there still would be a lot of people that would feel that stigma. And it's not just men either. No, no, definitely not. I know of a couple women in relative close proximity to my life who have left husbands for another woman. Yeah. I feel like some, like, I don't know, I guess sometimes you do, it's something you discover later on, but I'm sure a lot of time as well, they are just living in this lie for a really long time. And I, I feel sorry for them, but I also feel, I feel more sorry for their partner. I feel sorry for the fact that they probably never get to do it quite as dramatically as Smithers does. Oh, amazing. <laughs> There's no one outside the window. Smithers! It's a great streetcar yeah. named Desire uh, reference, but I even just love the, um Make love to me like you used to. No. <laughs> Thing is, though, his wife was banging. Yeah. What was he doing? Well, he's, well, he's, well, he's, he's unattracted to her. Yeah. Yeah. But you leave Mr. Burns out of this! <laughs> You're right, that no is perfect, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's all so good. I wonder, like, when they pitched that, would they have been in hysterics? How could you not be? Oh, they'd have to have been. <laughs> 
I just, I'm, trying I'm, to, I'm trying to imagine Harry acting that scene because it was yeah. all Harry. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. God, that would have been the best table read yeah. of all time. <laughs> no, right, man. Oh, if only they had cameras in the rooms back then, it would have been so good. Would you pay to watch the cast of The Simpsons react the original series, like the original yeah. episodes? I was reading a quote from Hank Azaria the other day where he was talking about how he actually now in a way, prefers doing it on his own, where, like, he'll have the initial table read, but what he really likes about off going off on his own is that he can work one-on-one with the director and give different reads and different takes and yep. that sort of thing. I'd even love to watch that, to yeah. just watch how a guy approaches the same bit of dialogue over and over and over again. Yeah. One person who doesn't like that, Kevin Pollack. I, that's very true, as <laughs> referenced, for, uh, what was that on? The, Chatting to Kevin Smith. Smith, yeah, yeah. And talking about being on a casino. Yeah, and De Niro. how Kevin Pollack... His, I don't even want to say his method because it's like his second movie ever. Yeah, but he, what was his first Usual Suspects? Yeah, um, no, Casino, no, Casino was, was well before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he was a very young, very yeah, early yeah, actor yeah. at the time. Casino was the first big movie that yeah, he was yeah. in, but he was talking about Scorsese and De Niro doing something like forty odd takes of the muffin scene, and he's saying that he's like after three, and he'd be like, <laughs> "You going again? Really?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay, yeah, I see what you did there. You changed that." Changed that tiny little bit then, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that's perfectly fine for De Niro to do that because mm. De Niro is a legend. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. How do you argue when a Scorsese and De Niro churning out the work that they did? Anyway, that's I well did off like, the I point. did like the honesty in the comment, though. The fact that he wasn't... Yeah. Because most people would just blow up his ass and say, oh, no, he's a fucking champ. He's a legend. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's just Fincher like- is another one. Like I love David Fincher as a director, but you'd never hear anyone say... Geez, it's really hard being on a David Fincher film because of how many takes he does. They all just go, he's so brilliant because of how many takes he does. Oh, it's the best. It's so great. Like, he just gets to the truth of it and, you know, 62 takes of me walking out the front door, but that's what we needed on that day. And he says, I loved it. Well, I'll work with David Fincher every day for the rest of my life. Whereas, yeah, there will definitely be actors on set going, fuck, really? Yeah. What else do you expect from me in this? Exactly. So, getting back to the episode. And we've had the smoothest flashback. And we get back to real time, and Homer's not paying attention at all. He's eating an orange. Mm. And Mo was so outraged. Like, you weren't not. You are eating a damn orange. <laughs> like, he's so infuriated with Homer for not listening to all the stories. And Homer has... Mo bre- Smithers. Oh, sorry. Mo no, comes no. in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. my bad. And Homer, great improvisation here, where he's like, mm, well, you know, to the naked eye, <laughs> I was eating an orange. <laughs> or to the untrained eye, mm. I was eating an orange. It's, um, it's, it's up there with George from Seinfeld. About the fire. Yeah. Like, you you were knocking everyone down and screaming, get out of my way, seemingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the untrained eye, but that was a safety precaution. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a brilliant lie on the floor, yeah. on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Apu's, I don't understand. <laughs> He's trying, it's like when you're explaining a woman to a fridge. Yeah. Yeah, you mean referring? I'm referring to explaining a woman, a woman to, to a, a fridge. fridge. Fuck, referring a woman as the same as a fridge. <laughs> oh, there's been many a night <laughs> that I've sat there longingly talking to my crisper. <laughs> uh, everyone goes to leave. If I wanted to know about eating orange, I would have taken an orange orange eating class. Yeah, and then it cuts to moment. A marriage is a lot like eating an orange. Eating an orange is a, a lot like a good, good marriage. marriage. Yeah, just eat the damn <laughs> orange. <laughs> so perfect. I love that moment is teaching it too. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone goes to sleep, and Homer mentions, "Oh, I knew it was going to be a failure." Marge told me, uh, um, mm. "No, no, it was I told Marge I wasn't going to be any good at this." So- <coughs> Pardon me. That was an intense cough. I think he makes a reference to bed, which is what really turns people around. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, mo- excuse mo- me, mo- listeners, mo- I'm about to get a throat lozenge. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. 
<laughs> Mitch is still alive, but you may hear clinking in his teeth because he's got the, was it lozenger? I, I have a lozenge, but the offshoot of that is that you're going to hear a much smoother sounding voice yes. for the rest of this podcast. Mo is very intrigued to hear the stories. Mo has always said that he likes Marge. Mm. He's super creepy in this episode. Or Midge. Or Midge, yes. He's super creepy. Mm. They, yeah. actually, they actually plant the seed up for Mo throughout the whole episode. He is c- kind of sleazy here. Yeah. Like, the, oh, trouble in paradise. And yeah. like the... Even at the, at the, at the like kitchen. Just nibble on her elbow. That at always, the dining table, Was yeah. it melts her butter or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, just nibble on her elbow. Yeah, yeah, you don't say that in front of a woman. No. Or anyone. Ever. Or her children. Oh, oh they'd left. Had they got... Were they entirely out of the room? I feel like it all happened so quick. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, not a, not a very good person this episode, Mitch. And no. then dog at his best mate mm. to go to his wife. I'm Don't gonna, dog the boys. I'm going to move in on his territory. Mm. Like, what are you doing, mate? Anyway. But anyway, so he starts telling the stories about what they talk about in bed and whatnot. Mm. And what, what does, he re- does he actually reveal anything here? I don't know. Is it, it was about her being grey as a mule. He reveals yeah. that she's... Yeah, she's yeah, grey. being grey. Not, 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 not the, not the something el- about the budget, but it's not the elbow of, nibble yet, though. It's just in ge- no, no, like he doesn't reveal anything too salacious. It's just in general we discuss things in bed. Oh, because yeah, because he's revealing basic stuff here, but then they get bored, so he goes into the juiciest stuff later. Yeah, and yeah. then it, and it kind of the camera drops out, so then it's her at the quickie mart, and then learning a whole lot of things. Well, we get him going on the way home. He's so happy that the class were intrigued. Mm. That he's at the Krusty Burger again. All right, Simpson, we warned you about the box. Is there any closure on that anecdote? Yeah. And then, as you were just mentioning, Marge is at the quickie mart and everyone's knows about their hair dye. Mm. That would be very embarrassing for Marge, for any woman. Yeah, I mean, for anyone that's going through life and just assumes that everyone believes that you have naturally occurring blue hair. It would be a shock. Well, there's a few blue hair characters in The Simpsons. Aren't there? Milhouse's family? Uh, yeah, true. Well, maybe they're that's all... It. Yeah, yeah. Smithers, <laughs> Smithers was originally blue. He's dyed his hair grey. Okay, yep. Fair point. <laughs> She then goes... Great, great eye number 51, I think. She really, she leaves in a hurry because she's quite embarrassed. And then she tells Homer, you can't tell people secrets about me. And then Marge, Well, firstly, it's telling them personal stories. No, but they knew about that. Oh, I thought you meant about me. Yeah, they're all about you. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes on his epic rant. Look, Marge, you don't know what it's like. I'm the one out there every day putting his ass on the line. And I'm not out of order. You're out of order. The whole freaking system is out of order. You want the truth? You want the truth? You can handle the truth! Because when you reach over and put your hand into a pile of goo, that was your best friend's face! You'll know what to do! Forget it, Marge! It's Chinatown! Homer, don't ever tell them personal stuff about me again! Yes, ma'am. It's just the way it escalates from nothing. Yeah. And it's yeah, just, it's just movie <laughs> reference after movie reference. Movie reference after movie reference with no cause whatsoever. No. I feel like that's one where in the writer's room, they would have been writing that going, I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah, yeah, and just I see feel it. like I hear Dan it. would have even looked at it and went, oh, I'm going to have to go big with this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that it was actually written like that or, or he improvised some of it? What, the, as in the different quotes? No, I think it was probably... Because it sort of blends together well. Yeah, I think it would have been written that way. Yeah, yeah. That would be difficult stuff to throw any extra lines into. But I feel like this scene here symbolises what it's like in a marriage, where the man is putting his foot down and she goes, you fucking listen to me, and you're like, okay, sorry. Yep. <laughs> That's my relationship to a T. <laughs> It's not very often in the, the Simpson family where Homer puts his foot down seriously. Have you ever put your hand into a pile of goo? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was your, your best, best friend's face. face. You know what to do. <laughs> uh, um, what's the episode where he puts his foot down, though? 
He actually puts the foot down and you get the shot of his foot coming towards the screen. Um, That's it's, the only time he's really done it and got away with is it. Is that about buying something? Yeah, it was something to do with money. Cable. It's about the cable. Yes. We're keeping yeah. the cable. Yep, yeah, we're keeping the cable. The cable stays, the foot has spoken. The class are then bored because Homer's no longer telling secrets about the family because mm. he's abiding by Marge's rule. And they get bored and they start walking out. Then he starts telling secrets once again to, to keep him around. But he, but he's not. he thinks he's being clever about it. He's like, I'll tell secrets about we'll us. We'll call them I'll... Mr. X and Y. Yes. Mr. X would say, hey, Marge. He'd <laughs> <laughs> say, my name isn't Homer J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Nibbling on the elbow. A very interesting quirk. It is. Like, not only... What would lead to you doing that? Yeah, like, okay, is it weird that Marge likes it? Or is it weird that someone did that to her yeah. first for her to discover that yeah. she liked that? Because nibbling on the elbow is not a thing you just... Dis- like, you don't wake up and know, I'll tell you what I want, is someone to nibble on my elbow. Maybe it's one of those things where the Simpsons have told us all this time, it's actually really good. And no one's crazy enough to try it. Maybe we should try it. It's not worth a risk. Yeah, it's not, is it? Because that's... It, like, it backfire massively. Single listeners out there, next time you're at a nightclub. <laughs> nibble on someone's elbow. Just, just a little nibble. See how it goes. Yeah, try it. I would love to hear. Mailbag, fourfigurediscount.com. See if their butter melts. <laughs> Become putty in your hands. Different uh, course. Yes. Putty in your hands is like 102. Nibbling on the elbow is 101. Homer has then brought the class home. And the family are not happy about this whatsoever. No. Especially Lisa. She's like, I feel more... It's like this demeaning beyond anything I can ever imagine. Yeah, like they're basically being put on show. It's, on like a, it's like a reality show. And Homer's being so fake. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's really putting it on, isn't he? I, love, I do love it. As she walks out and screams, Ah, you'll never guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sideshow Mel. Someone actually commented this today. Sideshow Mel is their mm. least favorite character. And I can understand why. Like, he's always judging people. He's a real negative guy. Yeah, For someone that gets around judging. with a bone in his hair. Yeah. He's just, he's never nice. No. To anyone. I wouldn't... I don't know that I necessarily have ever cared. Except, except he came out for the Krusty special. But when have you ever mm. seen him do something nice for somebody? Um, He's always judging. Like yeah. he says here, so it turns out the disturbing odour was the food. Very pessimistic character. I was trying to work out what that joke was about. Yeah, I feel like that's a line that's been a deleted scene that yeah. relates to that. You know what? I feel like it would have been better if that joke was, it turns out that disturbing odour was, wasn't the school. And that makes it a joke about Homer having yes. PO. Yep. Yeah. But no, instead he's gone Marge's cooking. Yeah. Which is That's not very nice at all. No. Like, fuck you. Go ahead. Yeah. Leave then. Yeah. yeah. Go go make your own fucking meatloaf. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I've got to go back. What sorry, first scene. What the fuck was Marge eating for breakfast? On the subject of the Simpsons food, it just occurred to me. Attention. She's got like this brown sludge that she it doesn't look like cereal. It's like a brown something that she just sort of keeps lifting up and down and running off of her spoon. We've got Homer here. He's got the brown sludge in front of him. Is that the his brown is, sludge? His is on a plate. Okay, so hers is on a plate, you mean? No, the other guys, like Bart and Lisa have got something in bowls. Got a bowl, yeah. I'm assuming this is breakfast time. Yeah, I assume so, because it's sort of the next day. Like porridge or cereal or something. So they've got milk. Um, so they've both got the brown sludge in a bowl. They do have brown sludge. They're all on brown sludge. Yeah, they're all on brown sludge, yeah. And spilled all over the table. What would this brown sludge be? It's- I don't know. Because it's breakfast time. It's like they're all eating baby food. <laughs> What's what's brown and sludgy that you would eat for breakfast? Or even look remotely Nothing like Nothing that? that I could think of. Maybe brown porridge? Yeah, get that brown. That's idea. not even a thing. No. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Point is, I saw it and went, what is that? Yeah, what the it fuck are they eating? It does not look like a... Substance. It doesn't look like a food. meatloaf reminded me of that. Soylent green. <laughs> what yeah. was that? Sorry. Oh, the, the meatloaf reminded yeah. me of it. <laughs> I hate meatloaf. Never liked it. 
I don't think I've had it since I was 13 yeah. because I'd had bad meatloaf. I reckon I could make a good meatloaf. Probably. Just because I care more. But I feel like meatloaf is the slapdash dish of the can't be fucked. It's the, it's the meal where if mum cooked it, I'd go, oh, meatloaf. Like, it was mm. the one that I really hated. Yeah. I'd rather Even not, the end piece? I'd rather not eat. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best end piece food-wise? Which Ooh. food has the best end piece? I can tell you that garlic bread has the worst because you don't get enough of the garlic bread. Oh, the garlic butter. No. You only get garlic bread from one side when you have the end piece. Um, yeah, if I do like the end piece though. Okay. Um, you get brisket. The, you I was going to say beef. The burnt ends yep. on brisket. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Nailed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well pondered. <laughs> but you can sort of taste it in your mouth now, can't you? Mm. I'm ready to go. Well, I can't because I've just got eucalyptus all yes, up in yeah. here. But I can imagine it. The family is really annoyed by this. Then Bart's mentioning what he did during the day, and he threw mail, or stole mail from the post office mm. or whatever, and threw it in the sewer. You shouldn't have done that. What are you talking about? You double dared us. Yeah. Starts choking. Why Bart. you little? And he he breaks character because he's playing a character. Mm. He's pretending to be someone he's not. And the the kids then say, "I'm out of here. They're leaving. They've had enough. They're not putting up with this anymore." Marge wants this to end, and mm. this is where Mo, being the sleaze bag that he is, says, "Why don't you nibble on her elbow?" Yeah. Even you see a poos. Facial expression yeah. when he's saying it. Even he's a bit of a sleaze here as well. And Marge just cannot believe it. So she kicks them all out. She goes, that's it. That's enough. Get out. Everyone get out. Yep. Kicks Homer out with him. Which is understandable. Mm. He's crossed the line. He promised he wouldn't and he continued to do it. And that's the kind of stuff you don't go telling people. I, I don't even know if I have a quick like that to tell anybody. But it's like you don't tell secrets about your missus to anybody. No. No, like, the, you know, there's stuff that just goes on that you don't yeah. share. I was going to ask if in your time of doing this podcast, if you've ever had a, have you told secrets about me moment, but you don't really talk too much about Nicola. About Nicola uh, I've just told about how she doesn't like the, this isn't that bad, but the radio on an, on an odd number, she can't handle it, she freaks out. <laughs> I've forgotten about that, that's the, pretty funny. The, vo- the volume, like it has to be on, it could be on five, mm. but that's the only odd number. Or like the, so like five, 10, 15, 20. Or it can be on an even number, but it can't okay. be on seven, nine, or three. So she doesn't like prime numbers. Or one, yeah, one, three, <laughs> seven, nine, okay. yeah. She freaks out, legitimately freaks out. Yeah, right. But what if, so Spinal Tap would be like just horrific for her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 11, no, <laughs> can't go to 11. Your quote that you told about Ash is she doesn't vacuum under the table properly or sweep under the table properly. <laughs> didn't vacuum at all. <laughs> Let's before we get ourselves into too much trouble. Let's stop. <laughs> so before she kicks Homer out, we get the funny gag of read through Lisa's diary. He's just he just doesn't learn at all, does he? he doesn't realise what he's doing is affecting his family. Mm. They don't like it at all. And she kicks him out, and Homer just can't believe it. He's tapping on the door after the commercial break. Come back, tapping on the door, trying to get back in. Yeah. Did you hear why he wants to come back in? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's crickets there's out crickets here. Crickets out here. <laughs> That's right. How good is that? <laughs> Marge, just crickets out here. <laughs> Reminds me of Grandpa. I'm cold, no wolves after me. <laughs> Marge, is, she's actually going to forgive him right here. She mm. opens the door, she says, look, all right. But she, he just doesn't understand it. He just, yep. You just don't get it, do you, Homer? Yep. Flanders, what's the big rule? What is it? Rule. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. uh, Marge is upset at me because I blabbed about her elbow. <laughs> <laughs> How good is it? And the action. I love that he's like, he, he holds his elbow and he kind of pinches at it with his <laughs> She just slams the door. She said, that's Honey, the wind blew the door shut. And then we get an amazing moment. This scene is getting old, man. I'm hitting the road. Maybe I'll drop your line someday from wherever I wind up in this crazy old world. And then treehouse. Yep. <laughs> and he's just like trying to see what's going on inside the house. Yep. And it's, an, it's a very real moment here of Marge explaining to the kids the scenario. Yeah. And it's nice that she says, regardless of what happens, we love both- you. 
both of us still love you. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly how a divorce should work. Mm. It should because <laughs> I think it's how a lot of them work at the start, and then yeah. pretty quickly they go sour. Yeah, having lived through a few of them, <laughs> <laughs> tends to be how they. Thankfully, I've none met- of my own. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, Bart and Milhouse and then playing robots outside. Mm. I, this was one of the most realistic bits of kids' play yes. that I think I've ever seen on the show. Yeah. Of, like, just creating characters and running around. It reminded me of... In their minds. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, they've created fictional characters, but it reminded me of, like, playing Power Rangers or whatever it might be, and you would pretend to be Tommy and someone else was Billy. And, yeah, exactly. And it, it was important to be Jason or Tommy. Yeah, and you had to be called that as well. Yeah. It wasn't Mitch for that. No. 20 minutes. Like, yeah. it was method acting. Yeah. We used to, as silly as this sounds, when we were in primary school, we used to have fake wrestling matches and it, like, you mm-hmm. would fight over who got to be The Rock. Yeah, right. And, like, and like, you wanted to be those characters. And you would imitate them. Like, yes. If you were The Rock, you would do The Rock style. But if you, you, you try to do the r If you were Bret Hart, <laughs> yeah. even if you didn't like The Hitman, you still knew, all right, well, that's still that's the character that I have to be. Yes, and you yeah. went into that role. Yeah. I, I, I was the, the, um, the fat kid at school. They used to always say, you're Mick Foley. And I'm like, I don't want to be Mick Foley. They're like, well, you look like him. I'm like, fuck you. Like, I don't want to be Mick Foley. They used to make you wear a mask and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was cool. Even in sports, I'd do that in sport all the time. Like, yeah. I would often... Playing footy playing half, Playing football. Time. Sometimes you'd just take a ball down to the oval on your own and you would still pretend... Like, I would go out to the centre and have a centre bounce and be every player along the way. Yep. Um, and try to kick it if there was a left-footed player, I kick it on my left foot, that sort of thing. I do it in cricket where we would run through, like we'd each pick an Australian team from different eras, and we would go through as each batsman. And you know, if you're batting as David Boone, you try to look like David Boone. If you're batting as Steve Waugh, you try to look like Steve Waugh. And you're bowling as you would go through, you try and spin it. Yeah, you had to bowl leg spin if yeah. you were being a leg spinner. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. It was really, really fun. When you were growing up, if you were going to do a banana shot, mm. right? Most people don't do bananas anymore. Who did you say it was? Like it's a something kick. Because now that the, the the snap, no, 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 no oh, yeah, the snap tried to call the snap the Stevie, they J. Call the Stevie J. Um, yeah. I don't think I named it after anybody. I for just called reason, it a banana. I always remember this one time that Nigel Lappin, when he played for Brisbane, did a fucking awesome banana okay. kick. And for always growing up, when my dad would take me down to the footy oval, I'd say, "Do a Nigel Lappin kick." Yeah, right. And for that, that's what always reminded me of that. So you never had one of those moments? No, I just yeah. Dacos is always in, dribbling in that on the instance, ground. I just called them what they were. I did have a video of Peter Dacos teaching me how to do it. Yeah, but I, never, I remember that. T- I, I remember that video. Yeah, you had the football that showed you where to hold it. Yeah, yeah, where to hold and where to kick, like the Shane Warne flipper mm. ball. Good times. All like literally every one of those thoughts flashed through my head when I was watching Barton Millhouse play. Yeah. So this that for once we've gone off on a tangent that's relevant to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so they find Homer in the treehouse and they're completely taken out of the moment. Mm. Millhouse, I only like it when I'm pretend scared. Yeah. <laughs> But Homer says to Bart, with a, no male influence in the house, you become a sissy overnight. <laughs> All these stubborn grass stains. <laughs> what what his undies? Just scrubbing my undies. <laughs> Homer then sees... How do you get grass stains on them? Um, Just another thing. On his undies, yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's not an ask question. <laughs> Maybe he wore nothing but his undies overnight and he went out to take a whiz and he fell over. That could have happened. <laughs> He sees Lovejoy arrive and he thinks, awesome, he has to try and convince Marge to get back with me. He's got to go for the sanctity of marriage. Yeah, yeah. Get a divorce. <laughs> Apparently the Bible says that. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a sin? Have you ever sat down and read this thing? Practically everything's a sin. We're not even allowed to go to the bathroom. I wonder if that's true. <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes about the Bible yeah. and about um, Catholic guilt. Do you think that wouldn't be true though? Would it? Although, as much as I think they're Christians, but still, yeah, they are Christians. No, not not lit. Well, I don't know. I've never read the Bible. I think it's one of those things that you could interpret almost anything. Yeah, 
Marge is feeling quite lonely in bed because as angry as she is, she spent a majority of her life with this man and mm. now she's got no one to, to sleep next to. Just like a patch. Just, yeah. Big hole in the, the mattress. body groove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Homer is then in the treehouse and he kisses the frame and you think there's going to be a picture of Marge. Yeah, great reveal. No. Wait, I had 10 years to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> he's starting to realise now too that it could actually be over because mm. up to this point, he's always gotten away with it. Yeah. Always. And now he's... Uh, even if he hasn't gotten away with it straight away, I suppose it's only been one day, but it feels like longer in this episode, well, doesn't yeah, it? yeah, I mean, it's set up to be longer and then one day is just a joke at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a 24-hour period. It's definitely been more than one day because she goes to bed and then... Is it that night? No, it was the next night, so... Yeah. And then... Could yeah. be two days. Anyway. In reality, it's it's definitely been a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything starts reminding Marge of home when she's driving around and then she starts hearing thoughts in her head, Also, we think. Yeah. And he picks the best lines too. And you mean I'm going to be a daddy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's so perfectly set up to be yeah. everything that it's always been before. Dental plan, Lisa needs brace. Like, um, Just needed the head Is there a chance the track could bend? All that <laughs> sort of stuff. But, like, obviously there's no floating head because he's in the backseat. Hello, Joe. And she, you even get that same, um, thank goodness I drove down that ironic street with, like, the Splitsville Sunday yeah. parlor and all that sort of thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. Marge is driving past. And it's all set up so perfectly. And she just throws home around the moving vehicle. Mm. She's not happy at all. Yeah. It is technically a joke that uh, they've done before with Carl. With Hello, Carl. Mr. Simpson. <gasps> Carl! So that wasn't of, just the sweet... Carl. <laughs> oh, okay. So that wasn't just the sweet voice inside my head. You love that episode, don't you? Mm. <laughs> Truly do. You'll find out in the book how much he loves it. It is in my top five. Is it? Yeah, it is in top five, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Simpson yeah. and Delilah cracks it in the top five for Homer's Odyssey. Lisa then goes to give Homer some porridge in the treehouse and she is shocked to see that he's created a fake Marge. A, a Superior planet. in every way. Yes, it's just a plant <laughs> with a paper plate yeah. attached to it. No back chat. Kiss her. <laughs> she fell, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great line here. And this went straight over my head. I only ever picked it up when I watched it for this review. Mm. Your flesh mother used to bring me pudding all the time. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't hear that, actually. Ah, <laughs> uh, pudding. Your flesh mother used to bring me that all the time. <laughs> uh, then he asked Lisa for advice. So I th- did you say... I, th- I thought you said porridge two seconds ago, which... Didn't strike me, but anyway. Oh, it's pudding, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Your flesh mother used to bring pudding. Yeah. Sorry, well, you got yeah, pudding yeah. then. I think the very first time you said porridge. Yeah, That's because I, yeah. I was talking about brown sludge earlier and that yeah. threw you. Yeah, so it's pudding. And then he asked Lisa for advice and she pretty much says, I can't help you. You mm. need to figure out what's the one thing you can give Marge or give mum that no one else can. Yeah. But there's one line here beforehand, how can I trick Marge into loving me? Yeah. He just doesn't get it. No. He doesn't quite but, get it. Well, but it's also that thing of that's all he thinks he actually has. Yeah. Like, why would Marge like him honestly like it's it's got to be a trick for someone yeah. like him to get someone like her yeah in his mind so in a way it's kind of this sweet helpless what view of it all right brain it's all up to you if you don't think of what it is we'll lose marge forever eat the pudding 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 okay and then we got to get to work Mo then arrives to move in on Homer's territory, which mm. is very upfront. At least he's honest, I guess. Yeah. And Marge is on flattered, but no, not interested at all. Mm. He puts uh, on the theatrics. jeez. Uh, <laughs> puts on the theatrics and wins the sympathy and she lets him in for a glass of water. I love that he's settling in too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, no, he's actually come to terms with the fact that he's not going to stay because he's like, would have been nice living here. But yeah, true. Yeah. But he's, I still feel like he's, he's lapping like, it up. He's like, I don't reckon he's given up on no, giving no, no. up hope yet. He's in. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Homer then arrives and Mo just panics. Yeah. Just, hey, Mo. Homer. Ah! <laughs> I, I didn't do nothing. It runs out. 
I love that he jumps through a window. Yeah. <laughs> Not the front door, smashes through a window, and Homer's oblivious. It's always a funnier way to yes, exit yeah, a room. Yeah. If you ever want to get out on a laugh, go through the window. Homer's just oblivious. Bye, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he says, I've figured out what I can give you that no one else can. A bouquet of po- Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then he's just he concedes he goes well that's it I'm just not a good husband I don't deserve you I'm just going to leave and his tattered rags get caught on his coffee table the acting here from Dan is amazing Mm. oh my tattered rags are caught on your coffee table here let me help you I don't think this resolved well like the fact that he needs her is the reason why they should stay together um, well, Marge does call him on that and says that's a terrible thing. Yeah, but then but he he gets his little moment yeah. in there at the end by saying that it's not just depending on her, it's that he's going to love her more than any man ever can and that he needs her to love him too. And, you know, a wise man once said all you need is love. He was a very wise love man. Love is all you need. Yes, that is true. I, I retract my comment. <laughs> I knew when I went... Like, if... If listeners, if anyone ever meets Dando and you're trying to win an argument with him, if you can quote the Beatles and have that back you L- up, Lennon in particular, <laughs> then it'll just it'll show. Yeah, not maybe not Ringo, but if you can quote <laughs> Lennon, it'll just go, ah, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so then the family are all happy that Homer's back again at mm-hmm. the breakfast table, not eating brown sludge this time. I don't think anyway. Should I didn't look at. Should the we end. double check? I can skip to the end right here. Feel free. Just. Quietly, as I'm skipping to the end. How great is the design of his tattered rags? That's pretty good. He's got a rope of a belt. Yeah. It's amazing. In one day, and his his hair's all sweaty. Yeah. (laughs) You have the Bart Report card. Like, I was so sad I got an F. This is from three weeks ago. Here's a fresh fresh one. one. So the family's not eating anything. But Lisa gives him a big, big, giant hug. Yeah. And yeah, she's just so happy to have that back. But don't screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice that we get Lisa playing the puppet master. Mature yeah. enough to know this is what needs to happen. Yep, I yep. can't do it for you. You've got to do it on your own. But she, it's almost like a spirit guide. Yeah. She's like the space coyote. Hmm. Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> yeah. And Marge says you got to give him a special present. And Homer wants yeah. it now. I want the kids to see. Yeah. yeah. And then Mo arrives at the window. Yeah. Now, did you hear, uh, in terms of AFL, and, and this is relevant because Homer and Marge make up in that final scene, did you hear Damien Hardwick's comments about Kane Corns? Yes. And then they had a phone call afterwards. Mm, kind of. So he was talking about a press conference. So basically, I, I've heard the comments. Did you hear the Wait, joke that he made at the press conference? The, bull, the shit he's, he's paid to make shit comments. So that was a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, another one. Yeah. So okay. So long and the short of it, there's a re- explain um, who Damien Hardwick is. To the Damien listener. Hardwick is a coach of an AFL team. Kane Corns is a former AFL player now paid to give some fairly mediocre opinions on Sunday TV. They used to play on the same team. Yeah. Yeah, they shared a premiership together. Um. Kane had said some stuff about Richmond to which Damien referred to as being, you know, he gets paid to make shit comments. Kane then was like, well, I don't, you know, why is he taking it so personally and that sort of thing. Through the week, he was asked about whether or not there's any ongoing feud. And he's like, no, no. Hardwick was going, no, of course not. We played in a premiership together. Like, you know, I've got, I've, I've got a great friendship with Kane and it's like anybody, it's, it's like, you know, with Mrs. Hardwick, you know, sometimes we have fights. Always referred to his Mrs. Yeah, yeah, as always as Mrs. Hardwick. Yeah. It was like some. It's like with Mrs. Hardwick, you know, sometimes we have fights, but you make up, and then he pauses, and then he goes, "I'll be honest, I have to prefer making up with Mrs. Hardwick." This <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Just with this little like winky, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's. Fucking great. <laughs> God with some fucking vaudeville comedy. <laughs> it's really awesome. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? 
that it's a felony to tease the order, the order box. It is, yes. Have you ever thought about doing it? Not after this. <laughs> <laughs> Terrified me. It's marvellous. It's marvellous that I'm completely and utterly dependent on Nicola. Oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> She's not going to be listening to this. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know why you bother. I thought it was a bad thing, being completely and utterly dependent on somebody. Yeah, okay. I was saying it as detrimental to myself. It depends on what that person needs in their life. I think Marge is someone that needs people well, to be dependent when on Nicola's her. When Nicola's constantly telling me that I'm, she's sick of picking up my clothes off the floor, mm. probably not a good thing I'm dependent on her to no, do everything well, for me. You try and turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> but Marge only exists to serve other people. Like, that is her agency in life. It's to help people and just to be sad. there for people. It's sad, but it gives her purpose. Yeah. And it gives her fulfillment. So, you know, they complement each other perfectly. It's like, what's the episode where she pokes Maggie to wake her up because the kids aren't there? <laughs> um, is that the camp? No, not Camp Krusty. It's where not are camp they? Krusty. Um, oh, Bart's on the road and Lisa's at work with Homer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh! So now it's time for the mailbag. What do you have for us this week? Mitch, had a few questions come through on the emails today. Actually, before we get into the mailbag, you posted a tweet this morning, didn't you? Or yesterday. I asking did. Asking people for, what was it, their, their earliest memory of The Simpsons. Earliest memory of The Simpsons, with some of the best ones to feature on the podcast. And you have reminded me of that, so now I'm going to try and find some of the best ones to feature on the podcast. <laughs> um, it was also part of the research for the book, which is another thing. So we're going to throw this on the Facebook page as well. I, I, we need some info on... People in other countries, specifically UK and America, yep. how did you watch the show? What channels was it on? You know, Did you have to get cable to be able to watch the show? Or did you want to get cable to be able to watch the show? Or did you just make do with the reruns? We've had some great um, people, or some great examples of people talking about it being a fight between watching the news or watching The Simpsons. Yeah. It was, you know, did we get to the remote first or did our parents get to the remote first? One of the cool like unifying themes that's come through is a lot of people watched it in groups. Yep. Like brothers and or sisters brothers and would sisters, sit down yeah. or kids and parents. Like they were all there together watching the show as they were growing up. We got a really, really, really sweet comment on... Cause I posted this on Facebook as well. Did you see the one about the uh, person who's... The photo of her dad. They went through a divorce when she was really young. Mm-hmm. But her dad, she's right here. Her name is Emily Chapper. She said, I've watched The Simpsons my whole life. My dad and I watched it together all the time. And even when I didn't understand the jokes, we laughed together. I was always curious why the show meant so much to me. But then I got this picture sent to me on my birthday... It's my mum going into labour with me. My dad's wearing a Bart Simpson shirt that says, Don't have a cow, man. Mm. She says, It's even been rumoured that it was playing in the hospital during my actual birth. I'm not sure how true that is, but it'd be pretty cool if it was. After my parents split, my mum never let me or my sister see my dad. I would come home from school and around 5.30pm, my nose would be glued to the TV to watch The Simpsons. I missed seeing my dad so much, so I think I found solace in watching the show because it made me feel like I was with my dad at that point in time. Oh, Wow. Many years later, me and my dad still crack up at the Sim- still crack Simpsons jokes with one another. I'm not sure what my childhood would have been without the show. That's really, really sweet. Yeah. It's just amazing how powerful this show was. And that's what the purpose yeah. of this book is, to show you what the show meant to people. I'm not going to tell you what it, its impact on society. It's just, as a fan, this is what the show means to us. Yeah, exactly right. All right, we're going right, I'll have a read through a couple of the... Examples, so earliest, earliest recollections of people watching The Simpsons. So, Erin uh, Holland... Um, who I think is still running some podcasts. Aaron, are you? It's been a while since I've seen any updates. I know we'd started a Futurama podcast a little while ago, yeah. and I've been on, uh, I've guested on a podcast of his, uh, Cinema Gems. Yes. Yes. Sorry. It was a little while ago, and it was quite late at night, so I'd forgotten the name. <laughs> I apologize. So, uh, for him, seeing the show with his grandmother when he was seven years old and having a fun time laughing at Sideshow Bob. Yep. There's a story in 
in the book that I've got about watching the show with my grandparents as well. Like, and I love the that a show can transcend such a massive age gap and the people can both enjoy it. Uh, Bex Gibbs, um, when she was six in New Zealand, and mum was on the f- was on the fence about her actually being able to watch it. She watched it with her older brother, but wasn't allowed to watch the Halloween episodes. So that okay. kind of had a like that violent, little yeah. bit. Yeah, this has that bit of. And I suppose as a six year old, um, I can imagine responsible parents making that decision. Obviously, they do make you get knives out of the kitchen. I was drawer. I was given carte blanche to just watch whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. I've and- noticed here, especially on the Facebook post, that a lot of people were actually not allowed to watch the show. I thought I was the only one. Yeah, right. But plenty of people weren't allowed to watch the show when they were younger. Yeah. And there's one person said to hear that their parents wouldn't let them watch it or their mum wouldn't, but when they went to uh, their grandma's house, granddad would always let them watch it. Yeah. So yeah, look nice. grandma's house. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That, that's what... Th- granddad's like the cheeky uncle yeah, yeah, in that yeah. family. Um, I like this one. Uh, it's from Samaj N- uh, Nellum at No Sleep Till Bed. I forgot that I'm on Twitter. I'm supposed to read handles. But anyway, yeah. so we'll do that from now. At No Sleep Till Bed, I held a grudge against Conan O'Brien from the ages of 7 to 17 because he was a dick to Bart in Bart Gets Famous. Wow. So when he was sit perfectly still, yeah. this guy went, well, fuck you, Conan <laughs> O'Brien. <laughs> Who I'm, do you think you are? I'm, I'm on Jay's side in <laughs> this <laughs> argument. Uh, at Elliot J. O'Neill wrote, uh, wrote, I used to watch it with my family. We really related to the episode The Call of the Simpsons because my family are bears. Hey, <laughs> hey! There's a little little backdoor humour for you. Steve Bradbury, Bradbury, I should say, actually mm. right here that champion he, speed skater Steve Bradbury yes, is actually a really cool insight that we need to mention in the book. I believe. Okay, is uh, in the UK unless if you didn't have terrestrial TV, no, if you only had terrestrial TV, mm-hmm. you didn't get to see The Simpsons until something like 1997. Okay, it's going to need to be verified before it goes yes. in the book. Yeah, yeah. Because it's nice and easy to say on a podcast and fix up next week, but there's. <laughs> There's no such things as retractions once yeah. it's gone to print. Until then, The Simpsons were only ever shown on satellite TV or cable, which was too expensive, and none of my friends had it either. The Simpsons was first shown on BBC Two, and they did a lot of promotion to announce that it was finally coming to UK TV for everyone to watch. I was so excited as I knew these would these weird-looking yellow characters through the occasional appearance on other TV shows or from some seeing or from seeing other merchandise. I didn't actually know what the show was or anything about the characters, but I was excited for it. Hmm. This is in, Jason Jason Cam uh, sorry at Canham, yeah. at Jay Canham nineteen eighty six writes the first time he ever saw it was on a plane to Florida in nineteen ninety three it's mm, kind of cool that like, is really cool. entertainment no one would ever think no one oh yeah it's a really random place to first see the show hmm. uh, and finally just in the interest of time there's a lot of really great answers here Dave Cook mentions similar to you that uh, well not that the parents couldn't afford but he says his parents couldn't afford cable so. He, the only way he could see the show was when they were lucky enough to be able to rent the videos from the store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was someone else that wrote in similar to myself as That's a kid. Dave but, Cook, yeah. Yeah, like one video watching the same two episodes over yeah. and over and over but you again. Did, but you didn't care, you know? No, no. You, you just kept doing it. Yeah. Um, at Kitty Collinson, uh, her parents weren't fans of it when she was still young, around five or six, but it kept her entertained. So, they'd kind of let her get around with it. So, 6pm would roll around. Her parents would sit on the lounge while I contently sat on the floor for the next half hour. Um generally would sit in front of the coffee table just in time to catch the Channel 10 weather report with a bag of twisties and a glass of cordial. <laughs> glass of cordial. <laughs> bag of twisties. I'm assuming a little bag of twisties. It would have been like one of those share yeah, size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bag- I don't know. You got some pretty liberal parents letting you eat a bag of twisties just before dinner. I was a fatty when I was younger. I would eat a bag of twisties. Before dinner, that's the thing. Yeah, that's yeah the like yeah. at six o'clock. You're not, if yeah. you're opening up a full bag of twisties. Unless that was his dinner. Kitty. His. But... Okay. <laughs> anyway... Um, so, but no, thank you very much for all of your answers. I, I have enjoyed immensely reading through some of these. Another person here, actually two more people from the UK. Toby Finchman says, BBC 2 Friday evening circa 1997. 
School was done for the weekend and myself at age 6 and my older brother who was age 10 were allowed to eat dinner in the living room. 6pm rolls around and what do you know? Double Simpsons. I distinctly remember three episodes standing out, reruns probably, but at that age I had no idea what was new and what wasn't. Camp Krusty, One Fish, Two Fish, Blowfish, Bluefish and the very first Treehouse of Horror with Marge warning everyone it was too scary. Yeah, cool. The other funny reply that we did get on Twitter, I had, because of the 140 character limit, I said the best A's will feature on the pod. A answers. Capital A, lowercase s. Someone else has replied with the best ass to feature on the pod. <laughs> All right. yeah, you know what? I'll mention it. If you want to send those in, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's so many responses on here. We can't get to them all, unfortunately. But no, thank you for writing in. We do appreciate check them out it. on the page. We do read every single one of them. Man, it's great to hear from all you guys. I didn't know a lot of them existed. I'll be honest, but I will read them shortly. Yes, I think we should just leave the mailbag for this week. You reckon? Okay, what's being okay? Ask me a question. What have we got? Give me a question. Um, well, this is uh, well. Connor Walsh writes in. He's um, listened to our Patreon exclusive about really sort of Walsh, rem- reminiscing Long over re- rem- reminiscing about Robin Williams. Yep. Um, hey guys, it's been a while since I last got in touch, but I just listened to your Robin Williams bonus podcast and was so delighted to hear you giving Patch Adams the credit it deserves. That's one of the rare films that I was flicking through the channels, no matter what stage. Of, if I was flicking through channels, no matter what stage of the movie it was at, I would stay until the end. For me, that. Um, there are a couple movies like that. One of them is A Few Good Men, and one of them is Superman. Yep. Um, I couldn't think of a better person to play that part with brilliant jokes mixed with the genuine tearjerker moments. His speech to the board asking to remain a doctor is one of my favourite moments in the film and one of the best Robin, moment, Robin Williams moments in Connor's opinion. A favourite line from the film is when he's talking to the crush with the fake skeleton and makes the joke, bearing in mind I was 10 at the time, I've got a boner. <laughs> I've got a boner. <laughs> Something about the word boner. You don't need to apologise for that joke. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's always funny. But then that, as you said, that's a Patreon exclusive podcast. We yes. talked about our favourite Robin Williams moments. We did one uh, last week. The top ten, our top ten TV things of top all time. Top ten TV. Th- yeah, that was really fun to do. That one wasn't it? It was like we said top ten. I think we listed sixty. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. We lost like, ten in the first minute. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So Patreon exclusive. So Patreon dot com slash four finger discount for as low as two dollars per month, you can get access to exclusive podcasts. Hmm. Uh, $1 a month gets you access into the draw for the month and we're going to be announcing a winner tomorrow night on Patreon for this month's prize which is going to be the Mark Hamill 25th mm-hmm. anniversary action figurine a set of Simpsons Down Under cards and a Simpsons phone card from 1995 yeah nice is that still usable that phone card can we pop credit on it and call I the Ukraine why don't dare open it the collector's item I, it's no longer collectible I if you dare open it. it open it <laughs> yeah. uh, also we're going to be giving away a wallet how can they win it, Mitch? I okay. So to give away a wallet, send a photo of your crummy wallet. And why yeah, you that's kind of one? what I was thinking. To like, yeah, just just show it. You don't like. You don't necessarily need to show how little money is in there or anything along those lines. But if you want to, but like, make us feel sorry for you and let us know why you need a wallet. And yes. and as a sub, like as a not as a subtext, as a side effect of that, it'll make us feel a little bit better about ourselves and our life in comparison to you. So. Do that; it'll give us a little ego boost, and you'll get, you'll potentially get yourself a free wallet. It's it, they are a really really cool. Wallet. Should we run this exclusively on Twitter? I reckon this should be a Twitter competition, and we'll tag Ridge Wallet okay in, in yep. the tweet. Yep, and that way they can see that people give a shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't forget two. twenty or thirty people at a time. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget you get ten percent off Ridge Wallet products mm-hmm. by the co- with the product code Wallet Inspector. Yes, Wallet Inspector. You mm. need to type it in in that accent. Yes. So, thanks for listening to our review of Secrets of a Successful Marriage. You asked me a question, did you not? Did I answer it? I can't remember if you asked me a question. I don't think I did. No, I just 
I just, oh, you read it? You, you said, I've got a I question. Here's, here's Connor Walsh's comment. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'll find a question. Ask me a question. Um, we have to give the listeners a question. Hey, guys. Ash Day from Perth here. How's it going? Not bad, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No seriousness. Um, in all seriousness, Ash doesn't have much of an actual question. Mike Tricorico just quickly wrote in with the um, express broadcast without... Sorry, not allowed to broadcast without the express consent of the Major League Baseball. It was along similar lines to what I was thinking. It sort of harks back to the time where the only place you could really watch big sporting events was in bars and pubs and that sort of thing. Yep. Robert Ruiz writes in and wants to know who is someone that you'd never expect a guest star on The Simpsons but you really want to. Now, his example is Daniel Day-Lewis. I have no idea how they'd use him, but he thinks it'd be really interesting that he'd be so interesting to see him out of his element. The issue what kind with, of character would he play? Well, the issue with casting Daniel Day-Lewis is that for 18 months, Daniel Day-Lewis is going to go off and live in a two-dimensional world, so he finds out exactly what it feels like to be a two-dimensional character in a cartoon. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's better than him retiring from acting to go and make dresses or whatever the fuck it is that he's decided he's going to do like you are the most talented man on the planet when it comes to acting don't rob us of that although the flip side you know he's given a lot of great moments but for me who would who would you who would i least expect who would you least expect mm. well, that's the thing like he, he wants this to be a left field someone that would be interesting and watchable but someone that you would never think would do I always, it when i was for some reason when i was young i always wanted michael jordan to be on the show never yeah. was yeah okay michael jordan would be cool he's someone i'm surprised never was he was when the show mm. was at its peak. He was one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, yeah. There was I mean, p- got perfect crossover between got the Tom two. Tom Kite in an episode. Yeah, mm. good answer. Um, I, I'm going to ask you one other question. What off about the Jerry back of Seinfeld? This. I feel like if Jerry, you know what, Jerry Seinfeld, but playing against type. I yeah, it's I, I mean, not playing yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. I wouldn't want Jerry to be in there doing. Like, I wouldn't want them to write it as that. What is the deal? Yeah, no. Like that kind of parody of him. But the best ones are the ones where you don't know it's the person playing them. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Although you know it's Jerry because yeah. he's got a fairly unique voice. Uh, it's, it's like Mr. Bergsham with um, yeah, Hoffman. Like yeah. he's not trying to be Hoffman. Yeah, know? just have Jerry cast as someone. Jerry cast as. I would like to see Jerry cast as someone who is kind of coming into potentially usurp Smithers from his role of assistant to Mr. Burns. Would he be a dick? He would be smug and sarcastic behind closed doors, but be kind of nice and perfect in front of everyone. So he's conniving. Yeah. Like, there'd be, like, have a little moment where Smithers thinks he's up, Smithers thinks he has it in for him, and you never suspect it until, like, deep into the third act where you just get this, or leading into the third act, where you'd get a little moment where it's like, yeah, no, this has been my play from the outset. Well, yeah, well, yeah. So Smithers thinks that he's his friend, and then he, Homer has to like, team up with Smithers to help him get his job back. Yeah, because- something like that. But I, I'm not necessarily Smithers ever thinking he's his friend. Smithers think Smithers would be paranoid about him the whole way, but Burns would be trying to reassure Smithers, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. But he's it, never it, going to take your job. And it could be that the, the character that Seinfeld plays planted the seed for Smithers to lose his job in the first place. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Pulling the strings, but in a very surreptitious way. So there is your answer for me. Yeah, cool. Now, question, not Simpsons related, but yep. just an interesting question that was actually on the radio today and someone asked me about it. I went, oh, that's actually a really good question. If you could pick the career of any sportsman in history, or actually the way they said it was that you actually had to have seen the person play, but I'll take that out. You, yeah. If you could pick any career to have in any sport, who, who would you be? And like, not just on-field achievements. Like you, you basically, if there was anyone's life that you could live. So one of the examples that they gave was Roger Federer. Pretty well 
perfect, widely respected, has insane achievements on court, but also has had a really scandalous free life off field. I would like LeBron because he's got acting chops and he's a good athlete. Yeah, okay. But he ain't got no fourth quarter. <laughs> he's got money. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, but like, he, he's got a career in acting after sport. He's, yeah. he's funny. He is funny. He's funny. He'll have part of a career. Yeah, yeah he won't be a, a fucking career. leading man, but no. he, he, he's got a he career in Hollywood. comic relief. Okay. I was thinking... I, I, I immediately thought of MJ. I don't know why. Maybe because he was the biggest sporting star of my childhood. Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I said MJ, didn't I? No, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. making sure that's but what Michael you meant. Jackson. <laughs> so my only issue with Michael Jordan is that you've got to put yourself with, through the fact that your father's going to be murdered and you're going exactly. to have a crippling... That's, that's why not crippling, but you're going to have a gambling addiction and there's going to be all sorts of fucking... So you said off I was like, mm, not, not MJ. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of what, like... You, do you want to live what through Tiger live through what Tiger, Tiger Woods well. has lived through over the last few years? And it's not good. I was thinking maybe Arnold Palmer or someone like that. Mm. He like changed the face of the golf scene. Yeah, is, is he a, is he known though? Like, but you wouldn't. Uh, well, shit, yes. Yeah, in certainly in a sporting yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. He's not like a household name though, is he? Not not in the same way Michael Jordan no, was. No. no, like you know, of the two, but he has, walking down he's the street, living quite comfortably. I think he might be dead. Was he? He lived quite comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a good record. Like, he, like yeah. he, he wasn't, it was no blemishes. Changed the sport. He made the sport, he, like, he, he made golf become a household sport. Like, all of that sort of stuff. What about being warny? I know he's had some fucking issues. I couldn't handle being that dumb. That is true, yeah. Yeah. But like, he, he's fucking had a good time, though. Oh, he's had a great time, but yeah. But I, if you're that dumb, do you know you're that dumb? That's the thing. Like, you got to remember, you've grown up being this person. Yeah, true. No, I still couldn't do it. Like, everyone's telling you you're dumb. If like, I, was, I don't give a fuck. If I'm I was going to take a cricketer's life, it would be Ricky Ponting. Yeah? Ponting. For what reasons? His entire life's been cricketed. Like, he'd never really properly had to work a day in his life. He was off at the academy when he was 15. He was playing state cricket at 18. He was playing test cricket at 20. Yeah, everyone was really young. He's he? our second best batsman that we've ever produced as a country. Steve Waugh first? Or Bradman? Uh, Brad- Bradman, sorry, Bradman. Yeah. And he has had... Some tough times on the field, but he's always handled it really, really well. He had a public dust-up um, when he was young, but recovered really well from it. Does a lot of great work for with um, children's cancer charities. Like well, he funded, he started his own charity to help out with children's cancer sufferers. Um, but and I think now is probably one of the most respected voices talking about the game. Um, and I, I don't see that changing with Ricky. Thirty, forty years on, I think he will always be viewed with a great amount of respect. Yeah. Fair point. Hmm. Anyway, mailbag. we'll wrap it up with that. Um, yes. Tom Brady was another one that people threw out. But yeah, mailbag. Yeah. Throw us some sportsmen oh, that you would man. like Imagine to... Imagine me Tom Brady. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be the best. <laughs> it would be pretty fucking great. I would have said Brett Favre until he fucked up the exit from Green Bay. And, yeah. you know, there were years of animosity. And Tom Brady, picks. though. Man. <laughs> I retract my statement. I'm, nah. I'm going Tom Brady. Going Tom Brady. <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks for listening to our review of Secrets of Successful Marriage. Hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, 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 God, I nearly forgot. What? The $5 Patreons. We haven't read them out this month. Oh, yes. And also, next week, are we going to do Season 6, Episode 1, or are we going to do a season wrap-up? I don't know. What do you want? Our top favourite our favorite moments from the season. Maybe we should, should it be like a Patreon exclusive? I feel like the listeners who listen to this deserve it. Do we usually do a season wrap-up? We haven't done a season wrap-up for a while, one. though. <laughs> yeah, because I felt like we were just retreading over yeah. stuff we'd already done. It's hard to really give much new. So, no. I, 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 
fundamentally, I don't we like. We may the, throw it in as a bonus. Who knows? Possibly. Don't don't count. But on I, it. I'm not big on the idea of a season wrap up. No. Nah. If we can find a way to do it that doesn't just rehash what we've already spoken about, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll put our minds together. Um, someone did write in suggesting some Patreon future episodes that aren't necessarily all golden episodes. Can we just pick some stuff? Just and random talk ones. About yeah. Yeah. So we will get a, a Patreon exclusive. That was also asked on the on the most recent one about the TV themes. Next, I'll say next week. You've got some family over from England, or Nicola's got family over from England, and we've got some things on. So we won't be able to record one this week, but next week we'll get. Um, let's do Squirt in the Whale. Oh, that's a great episode. Because you were pumping it up to me, and I want to sit down and watch that. Did you not watch it yet? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You'll so cry. I cried. Next week we'll do Squirt in the Whale as a Patreon exclusive. But um, thank you very much to these lovely people who this month became $5 plus donors for the first time. We've got Lex, Sally Haywood, Jack Smith, Greg Spinks, Charlie McDennis, Daniel Johnson, Lorraine Cohn, Ben Clark, Carlos Perez, Jimmy Faruja, or Faruga. Uh, Mark Nelson and Thomas Mitwallen. Thank you. We love your support. We do. It helps Thank keep you. The show going. Thank you so much, guys. It pays for microphones when Dando's breaks. It pays for headphones. All all the sorts of stuff that we need to be able to bring it to you guys. It's really, yes. really, really useful. And hope you've enjoyed the first five seasons of Four Finger Discount. Mm. Here's to at least four more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Uh, it's the final season five final words. The final season five. Oh, oh, Jesus, you put that much pressure on me. Mm. Um, I didn't do it. <laughs> was that this season? I, I think for- it was, yes. I forget where things Bikers came. Famous. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay, good. No, you know what I will say is we can't yet share it, but like with our with the book, just a, a book update, we've had some legal dramas over the front cover. Not dramas, but we've had back and forth with lawyers over Don't what we can. Don't put pictures of pink donuts online because it's owned by someone Yeah, else. exactly. So, we've had some... We've we've gone through about 15 different iterations of donut for our front cover. It is finally signed Eight off different on. different shades of pink. Finally ready, f- like legally ready to be able to... Brown sprinkles. ...be sent out to the masses. Pink so, um, we'll be able to start showing you guys what the book actually looks like so, uh, very, very soon, which I'm very excited about. I'm so, so excited for the book to come out now. I really am. It's... it's it's because the publisher have told us that they mm. liked it. Yeah. And <laughs> it was very, very reassuring, wasn't it? Yeah. You know what they said in a f- we had the shared phone call and then you called me back. It's like they're it's like the quality of the manuscript you guys have sent in is honestly one of the better ones that I've seen for like a first manuscript. Like I know I've worked with people who have written seven, eight, nine books and the manuscript that they turn in versus what you've turned in light years apart. With have taken one his word. Well that- the man I presume he'd be telling me the truth. If, yeah. it, was, if it was dog's breakfast, he'd, he's only got <laughs> he's only got two weeks to fix it, so he'd be coming Imagine back. Imagine we said it in there, just like fuck uh, me, Jesus. <laughs> Should have gone to the other show. Pulp this. <laughs> but I'm very proud of the mm. book. Is and it a good sign or a bad sign that the guy that started the project with us is no longer working on, for the company? Yeah, maybe. Did, did we maybe get him? Bad. Maybe we got him ousted. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> be like, this four finger discount project is the last straw. <laughs> Well, they didn't tell us, so that's true. But I feel like the book accomplishes exactly we told what it's about to do. We told you when you pitched the idea for the for Nicole Richie's The Truth About Diamonds that you were on thin ice, <laughs> and then you bring us this. I told you, Talking Simpsons, not Four Finger Discount. <laughs> the Simpsons Podcast. <laughs> Alrighty, so thanks for listening, guys. You didn't have a final words yet. I four Finger Discount. No one even knows what it means. Shh. <laughs> Four 
Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea, and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting. 